Darren, I said I wasn't wearing pants. Darren. Hey, Darren. Darren, I don't have any pants on. Darren. Hey. There's not a, there's not a pant on my leg. Not a single pant on a single one of my leg. I saw you just run away and yeah, your cute little pale butt was out. It was just swinging in the wind. It was swinging and dingling in the wind. You got some heavy, pant. you got some hefty cheeks. Not a pant on a leg nor cheek. Neither cheek nor leg nor nut nor butt. Uh, Darren. Yeah, hello. I just wanted to mention, because uh, we're, we're, this is our usual setup except... Usually I'm talking to Darren, but today I'm talking to a, a pro gamer. I'm talking to a, an MLG pro. It's actually streamer to you, Jake. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, Darren, on his chair, it says the thing that he does the most in FPS games. Yeah, that's, uh, that is... I, I, bought, uh, I bought Destroy uh, Idiots. Uh, that's the brand of the chairs, Destroy Idiots. Um, Jake's picking his teeth right now, <laughs> right yeah. into the camera. Uh, yeah, uh, I got a new chair, my, Jake. My, uh, my streamer fan, my streaming fans bought this for me. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you stream on my free cams? Yeah, I stream on, and also, uh, cam soda, also efucked.com. I just stream <laughs> there. Darren, I... I can't believe we haven't talked about this on the show before, but you are a big time streamer, and I think you actually set the record for the fastest Twitch ban. Am I not mistaken? Yeah, it's because I started jerking off on Twitch. I've mixed up my uh, I mixed up my OnlyFans and my Twitch. So it's weird I thought I was on OnlyFans and I was actually on Twitch. You were actually you were also streaming your live commentary of Louie. So it should have been. Yeah, <laughs> they should have. People should have known what they were getting themselves into. Yeah, I, you know, people pay for a certain thing, uh, and when they pay for a subscription, it's different from paying for, uh, you know, a monthly based thing with OnlyFans. I, I like to call it Only Friends, to be honest. Oh, that's smart, dude. That's really because truly, that's the only. Those are the only people who. Subscriber, just my friends. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a big time member. I'm at the highest level. You are fifteen fifteen cents a month. Yeah, I appreciate that, that. Should show you what how Darren values himself. Yeah, I appreciate all the sense that Jake has put into my only friends. Um, now Jake can say to everyone he he's seen uh he's seen every crevice of Darren's body uh. It's a weird thing when you only have your friends subscribing to your OnlyFans because I'm setting up shop for someone who's not someone that I already personally know to subscribe, yet I never get anyone who I don't already personally know. It's like my friends are the only people who are, like, giving the word of mouth about my OnlyFans. Yeah, like, we we could just be Venmoing you cash and you could just be doing this over Snapchat, but, you know, the the, the probably make more money infrastructure that way. is there. Yeah. Uh, is it weird to know that I've seen both of our bodies entirely and you've only seen half of the Snickles penises? Yeah, and w- well, we tried with that first... Co- you know the, how the cover image is like a mishmash of both of our faces? Yeah, I... Well, oh, yeah. We, yeah, you remember I the remember. first the first 
mishmash. The first cover the first we tried to do, go with, it was our penises. You yeah. tried to put like your head on my shaft and like, like you try to mix balls together. Uh, and we sent it. We, it, and I said, that's that. Remember what I said? I said that. You looks, said that they look too similar. It, it looks, looks like just one. It penis. looks like just one dick. <laughs> and we we sent it to uh, iTunes, and they they did not like it. They sent it back. Yeah. They well, they had some. They did have some constructive notes. What were what were their notes? Well, remember how I accidentally tinted it green? They said that, that people prefer skin tone. Uh, podcast covers oh okay yeah because the most famous ones are all skin tone yeah those are yeah i mean famously how could we not have known i mean if you think about wtf with Marin, what is that it's not like it's black and white or anything it's got his full skin tone colors yeah uh i mean cereal that's that's just like two two full pictures of humans yeah and uh you know the, the other big ones uh Conan needs a friend. That's got Conan's skin on it, I think. Yeah, Joe Rogan though. That is a uh, that's not skin color. So no, sort of the exception that proves the rule. But Joe Rogan is an anomaly. I mean, he's a physical he's a physical specimen. He doesn't have conventional skin tone by any race's definition. You know, he just kind of has Joe Rogan skin. Welcome to Snickles. I'm Darren, the a little to the left Snickle. I'm Jake, the shaft Snickle. Nice. Uh, Darren. Darren. Yes. Darren, there's something that we got to talk about. Uh, I agree. It's a, it's a, it's big. It's huge. I, uh. I worry that people have heard too much about it at this point, but I think that we have to we have to mention it just because, you know, it's so it's so important to society and culture as a whole. Uh do you want to go? I agree. Um yeah, Jake, so I did realize that this happened uh it happened like 4 episodes ago or so. We completely passed over it, didn't say anything about it. And kind of just went on with our days. And then I realized with the Snickles movie bracket, which maybe we should have done for the 100th episode. Um, we just yeah, passed over our 100th episode without saying anything about it. Well, we, did, we didn't mention the 100th episode several episodes earlier. That's because, true. But we, because of, uh, we passed over well, the true one. Darren, Darren tried to count on his fingers, but you know. I'm bad at once you get I'm bad at numbers. Once you get past ten, it's real. Uh, it's real dicey for Darren. There's too many digits. How am I supposed to know which one's which? I don't know. Look, I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying you are the one who did it. If if the rules have been reversed, I'm sure I could have made the same mistake. Yeah, most likely. Uh, yeah, we we hit that. We're in the Century Club. Uh, we're our podcast. We're in the Mile Long Club, the Mile High Club, the 
the tenth of a kilometer club. All the clubs. Yeah, even the Sons of Anarchy Motorcycle Club. They somehow That's let us true. in. They liked our podcast. And, <laughs> we're also in the Dharma Corporation somehow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure how that one happened. Yeah. Um, pretty unsure about a lot of these groups. Uh, I think it's people just trying to save Jake from his current group. Um, uh, not a group, necessarily. Not necessarily the term oh, I'm for. You'd use a cult? You'd say a cult? No, no, no. I'd say we are... I'd say we are one. Is I, that what you'd say? No, no, no. I'd say that we are a group of like-minded individuals. It's a, you just said you're a, a group. You just said you're a group. No, but we're not. We're not a group. We're a group of like-minded individuals. You see what but I'm saying? But you said the you word group the in that, so you you acknowledge that there is a group there. Like this is a this isn't a podcast. This is a comedy podcast. You see? That's that is true. I can't. You see I difference? can't dispute that. Yeah. Because there's two. There's two types. Of, there's a podcast. Which is a separate thing where they talk about true crime. And then there's a comedy podcast, which is two white guys talking about uh, niche culture yeah. that no one really cares about. Yeah, whenever I'm at parties and people are like, oh, <laughs> you do a podcast? I, when I say no, I do a comedy podcast. They like, say, Ugh. the first thing they say is, oh, I'm going to listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that's definitely what they say. It's never they've never not said that because it's because <laughs> I'm telling them it's a comedy podcast. That's why. Even even someone just like saying that dismissively is more than my parents have ever acknowledged it. <laughs> you did say that you <laughs> and they ha- and my they both have houses. Both of my parents live in a house. They both have separate houses. They're not like my they're not like my dad's. All my fathers, but they definitely have separate houses. Yeah, they pay for their own houses. Yeah. Which I guess is what your dads do, but in a more complex system. Yeah. Also, I mean, what do I expect? My parents don't believe in technology, but that's that's beside the point. Yeah. Uh, we're 100. We've hit 100. Um, Already. I think we're 104 or 105 now. Uh, you might have noticed that earlier, uh, Darren and I did start using Viagra. It's just hard to keep up the energy. Uh, when you're when you've when you've been around for this long, so a lot of caffeine and Viagra is what yeah, I've been told. Yeah, that's part of the reason. That's part of the reason that I'm I'm going pantsless today. I feel like it just helps invigorate the uh, the body. And honestly, taking the energy to bend down and pull on pants is more than more than I could handle. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, it is more than you can handle. You can't handle a lot. Um, so I mean, we got to go easy on you. You know. It's, it's like in any given day, I could put on a pants or I could record a podcast. It's never both. It's one or the other. And I definitely understand that. Uh, See, Darren's yawning. He's he's at the end of his run. My Viagra is wearing off. Yeah, my Viagra is definitely wearing off. Uh, for me, I just want to, I don't know where you're at, but for me, it has been six hours and it's I'm still going strong. So Yeah, with your energy, right? Yeah. That's what exactly. Viagra does. It gives you energy. Yeah. That's what the that's what you told me. That's why yeah, we the, take it. Viagra um was the original five hour energy. Yeah. And then there was famously a guy that stopped he got fired from Viagra and he said, you know what, fuck you. I'm gonna make it in a bottle. I'm gonna put Viagra in a bottle. I'm gonna put it in a bottle and make it taste really gross. It used to be called Five Viagra. 
Um, you know, can I say this about Five Hour Energy? And I'm I'm not a fan of it because it did steal Viagra, the original's recipe. Yeah, it did. But I appreciate that for an energy drink. They're like, what if we just like make it very small and you can just shoot it instead of like a monster energy drink, energy drink, which is like a liter. Yeah, I know. Well, it's like, (laughs) you know, that monster came out like Red Bull essentially created monster. It's like how how Nirvana created Creed and Nickelback. Red Bull created monster. Um, And uh, Viagra to five hour energy is like how Nirvana created Foo Fighters. (laughs) Just take a couple. Just make it smaller. The worst the worst member of Viagra (laughs) left to start five hour energy. (laughs) Five hour energy fighters. Foo hour energy. Uh I di- I did like Monster Energy drink back in the day in high school. Oh I dude. Drink it. I would drink it. I'm just gonna say it. I don't know where you're at, but I would drink it. Dude, when I was like thirteen, uh I lived a bike ride away from a Diamond Shamrock convenience store. And I rode that bike all the way to that Diamond Shamrock, they were selling four packs of Monster Energy drinks, uh, specifically Monster Assault, which was made with Fruit Punch. And Ooh. I bought uh, that and a big variety bag of Sun Chips. And I literally... That was a Tuesday. <laughs> I, this was sometime during the summer. And I literally just grabbed i got both of them i put the the sun chips on my bed and i put the four pack of monster energies by my side and i drank all but one monster energy within the span of like i want to say four hours (laughs) and i was just gaming (laughs) i I can't remember what i was playing I, i think i was playing like halo or something but uh that's actually that's the moment that you took the picture of your penis that we used for the cover. That was. And that's why it was green. That's why it was so green. That's why it was so green and fucking <laughs> you were veiny. Out. Yeah, it was fucking <laughs> veiny as shit. <laughs> I just remember that when I was in high school, I had a friend who he was in my grade, but he was like old for my grade, and he was like one of the first ones to get a car. And he would go to the gas station and buy some Monster Energy drink sometimes, and I would buy buy a couple from him, and then I would resell them. I was a Monster Energy middleman. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jake, why didn't you get into sales? Why'd you get a writing degree? <laughs> Why'd you go uh-huh. and get a writing degree? You should have gotten into business, dude. Honestly, if I just if I just stuck with it, that 20 cents a day I was making off of the Monster deal. That could have turned... <laughs> at this point. Well, it eventually did turn into $20,000 a week. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why... That's really why I got a, a, a two writing degrees. Yeah. Uh, is that I'm just making so much extra cash that I just, I mean, I had to find something to do with it. Yeah. And I think you had a soul patch, if I'm not mistaken, when you were selling the Monster Energies. That's true. And you wore a lot of leather. Uh, faux leather. They used to call you Andrew Nice Clay. Hey, uh, come get your monsters. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you look very nice today. Hickory Dickory Dock. I was gonna say Hickory Dickory Dock, but I—that's just saying his thing. That's not really <laughs> right. You are. I went to my kid's room and I looked under his bed and I found all these monsters. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, 
Yeah, there's a meme about that, how a kid's asking his dad to look at monsters under the bed, and then he looks under the bed and sees a monster energy drink, and then he uh, says something about drinking it pussy or something. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, this has been Darren's half-remembered dream, half-remembered meme. Meme uh, dream. Updates. The me- Darren's meme dreams. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else, Darren, or should I, should I close it up? I have nothing else to say. All right. Uh, that's the end of this episode. We didn't get into the bracket this time, but, uh, you know, that energy's wearing off for the two of us. Better luck next time, fuckos. <laughs> go, go drink a Monster Energy drink, cowards. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe get hopped up on Monster and then listen to the podcast and you might hear a bracket next time. <laughs> the energy that we bring to the show actually isn't Darren and I's energy. It's the energy of the listeners. <laughs> much like a much like a live uh comedy or concert yeah the audience has to provide a lot of the energy and they i mean yeah they they are from your car or from you know your room wherever you're listening to this jake and i just want to let you know that uh you should be drinking monster every goddamn hour of every goddamn day yeah and I want to I want to make it clear that I don't mean like physical energy that you get from eating food and drinking water. I mean like if you're driving your car, we're burning that gas. We're we're churning through it to to create the the great comedy gold that you've come to appreciate and love from the show. And if you're listening on your phone, oh god, help your battery life. You better have two to three portable tra- par- power bricks. Yeah, two to three portable chop power bricks. Chop pat 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 power bricks. That sounds like two to three of them. Because guess what? Guess what? Fucko, that amount of time that you see, the amount of time that you see on your little ticker on your little bar underneath the picture, that's that's us the whole time, baby. There's no ads. We're not getting paid yet because our our podcast isn't popular enough to get be getting paid for it yet. We're waiting, though. We're waiting on that. Two years, baby. We've been doing this for two years, waiting for one of them sponsors. Let me just suck down that energy. Oh, I can this, I can taste. I, why are you leaning so far to the left, by the way? like My mic's over here. You brought it up here. earlier. Why don't you turn your laptop a little bit, then? Darren, Darren is at, at points, he's, half of his face is out of the screen. Uh, he's just really leaning really leaning into his microphone i guess but not a good setup i think what really it was is that he wanted to show off his chair at the beginning and then he didn't think about how it would how it would how it would work for the rest of the show i do not want to show off my chair to you jake i don't want to show you my chair have you seen that sometimes some streamers have been busted for photoshopping gamer chairs into their like twitch thing. that's not that's not real <laughs> yes it is no it's not who got busted yeah. how do you get busted for that that's not even like against the rules no not busted like busted by fans who like realized oh. i'm not saying like it's not like swat swarmed in and was like have you speaking of which have you seen a streamer get swatted before uh never live but i've seen videos of yeah. it yeah i've, I've never yeah. seen it live either but that's it's really <laughs> terrifying and fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, this episode has been sponsored by Monster Energy. Um, this episode is sponsored by Mixer Streaming. Uh, 
<laughs> they're out of business now, but they thought that they thought that if anything could bring them back, if any, if any, if anyone had their hands on the pulse and was just driving driving viewership, it was going to be our show. So check out Mixer uh, again. No longer functional, but tweet at them and tell them you wish they they, they were back. <laughs> um. This will be this will be our Szechuan sauce. Say, <laughs> I thought you said I thought you said Szechuan. <laughs> uh, Why didn't they bring that back for the new Mulan movie? Which, by the way, has bad politics behind it. Uh, they were supposed to bring it back like several times. Once for Rick and Morty, which they only brought it back to like three McDonald's. I drove around trying to look for it to see what all the hype was about, and I never found it. Also, uh, yeah, they're liars. McDonald's is? It's a bunch of corporate bullshit, Jake. Disregard uh, that. By the way, yes. by the way, I did try the Popeye's chicken sandwich earlier. Like, by earlier, I mean <laughs> a week ago. Oh, when you, you mean you could have reported on this last episode? <laughs> yeah, I could have, okay. but I didn't. And it was, it was good. Okay. I forgot to mention it. It was good. I liked it. I didn't get the spicy one because I wasn't feeling well at the time. Is it better than Chick-fil-A? I haven't had a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich in a vi- I don't know if I've ever had one, actually. No way. I don't think I ever have. Well, if, if you're talking about bad politics, go to Chick-fil-A. That's, that's some <laughs> bad politics. But, uh, yeah, I mean... There's, Chick-fil-A is one of the few corporations... Their fucking sandwiches are amazing. One of the few corporations in America who has questionable politics. One of very few. Facebook, Apple, Google. (laughs) They all care about privacy and human rights. (laughs) But Chick-fil-A, I mean, like, also fuck Chick-fil-A. Jake, do you have anything else to say before we get into this? Let's just get into it, bro. I agree. 21 minutes in, let's get in. Let's rip that cord and just... Shoot the parachute. Let's slow the podcast down. Let's make it less interesting. Uh, let's get into the the part everyone dreads: the bracket. Should- We're back with part two. Why am I talking like this now? <laughs> Keep doing it. <laughs> We're back with part two of the Snickles Director Podcast Bracket: The Movie Part Two. Of two, unless it continues on to next week's episode, 2020. I doubt it will, but we'll see. We'll see how intense things get. Uh, I just want to say, I meant to get Ryan on the show. Never even texted him. I've been really busy this weekend. I figured. Uh, I was really busy this weekend, and then by the time I thought about it, it'd be like, hey, Ryan, do you want to be on the show in three hours? (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I figured. Uh, uh, I figured as much. So it would have been great to have him. I still really want to have him on at some point because he hates Darren, and, and we could just both dunk on you, which is my favorite activity. Yeah, we do go to the. Uh, we do spend a lot of time in the courts. Yeah, uh, and by dunk I mean throw up a layup with a two-inch vertical. Yeah. I actually, I actually prefer the solid fundamentals of basketball. I think a dunk is too flashy. <laughs> This, I mean, there's a time and a place for it, but honestly, 90% of the time, a, a simple layup will do. So whenever you see people in the NBA just go, like if, if there's no one else around and you, you see a dunk, it's like a clear 
run to the basket. No one's around them. And they I feel they the same the way about that. You're mad. I feel the same. Yeah, it's the same way I feel about like a girl posting like a, a real thirst trappy picture on Instagram, you know? It's like this is this is unnecessary. I don't need this. Like just let's stick to the content, please. Yeah. I suppose. I mean, listen. Because look, it, here's the thing. A layup is safer both for the... Because the, a basket can break. If you dunk it hard enough, a basket can break. It can bend and break. And then, not anymore, but you can have broken glass flying everywhere. And that's a safety hazard. This is all but true. Also, if you jump up and jump up and dunk and then come down, you could twist an ankle and a twisted ankle is one of the worst injuries a human can have that doesn't require any serious attention well yeah but (laughs) it's one of the absolute worst injuries a human can have that just requires some rest and recuperation (laughs) but but that's why (laughs) yeah i know i mean yeah you're not wrong but it just seems like such a bad argument. <laughs> it's what <laughs> It's one of the few injuries that are so serious that a, a human could be. <laughs> Because it really hurts, and the only way to recover is time. Is rice, rest, and ice, ice, compression, compression, elevation. Elevation. (laughs) It's one of the most serious injuries possible that doesn't require any hospital time or a doctor visit. Yeah, that's true. You're not wrong. Nobody's arguing with you, but... A broken arm? A heart attack? Those require urgent care visits at least. Yeah, they do, yeah. But a a twisted ankle? There is no doctor for that. The only doctor who could help with that is time. You are... Dr. Time. You're right, yeah. I mean, the only... you're, You're... Once again, you're hitting every nail on the head right now. You're doing great. One of the true dangers of a dunk is a twisted ankle. <laughs> Parents, don't let your kids dunk. I think dunking is fine. Uh, you just got to know what you're doing. Land, you know, know, know where your feet are. Know what's below you. There's my final with, As with everything, it's fine in moderation. Yeah. This is this is what I'll teach my kids. Just like drinking and unprotected and unprotected sex, it's fine in moderation. Okay, that's as long as you don't overdo it. It could be a little more serious. Uh hey, let's than just dunking. let's just let's just kids, I I know I know what you're gonna do, but let's just try to be let's try to do it with moderation. I know you're gonna get a four pack of monster energy drink and a variety pack of chips. Maybe just drink three of them. Save that fourth one. I know you're going to be out there raw dogging, but maybe do it every other day. Uh, you don't want to hurt you don't want to hurt you don't want to hurt your pee pee. I mean, no, yeah, so 
Because if I think you drink that fourth one, it's going to burst. Your pee-pee's going to burst. It's going to turn green and veiny. <laughs> it's important to give this type of speech at the hospital when the baby is fresh born so that you get it into their psyche. You want to really plant those seeds. Yeah. You just whisper this into their eyes. Um, our first matchup today, uh, Patty Jenkins and Greta Gerwig. Two two well-renowned directors. Uh, one of them with a big movie last year. One of them with a big movie coming up this year. Uh, and we're, we'll discuss now who's going to make the Snickles movie. Darren, thoughts? Oh, boy. Uh, listen, Patty Jenkins has a knack for making these gritty... Movies, even Wonder Woman was slightly gritty, you know. For a superhero movie, it had some gritty moments. It was also a DC movie, so maybe they just required that. I don't know, man. Greta Gerwig, on the other hand, gives her characters light. Not a serious bone in her body. She couldn't. She couldn't even say "I love you" to a dying parent. She has no emotion. The only way she could say I love you was with if she had like a clown horn she could honk right after saying it. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I mean it's probably Greta Gerwig in terms of who could handle our uh very complex personalities better. Uh I think that Greta Gerwig handles uh people like us in a more realistic way and she'd potentially paint us in a little bit of a better light than Patty Jenkins maybe one would say uh yeah i certainly think if this is about telling the story that makes us look the best well yeah i think it's greta gerwig cuz it'd be it'd be one of those things where it's like there'd be conflict but it's sort of like like, it's pretty minor. It's like, oh, no, we need to get to this convention or something. Whereas Patty Jenkins, it's like, oh, frick, I accidentally killed Darren's dad. <laughs> <laughs> now we got to deal with that. I think that Greta Gerwig would also hit the... Oh, jeez, the Nazis are coming. <laughs> they would hit the... I think Greta would hit the emotional beats with Zorgog in a more interesting way. And Patty Jenkins would kind of beat you over the head with it a little more. Huh. My opinion. So it sounds like Greta Gerwig wins this one pretty easy. Well, I think... But I do think... I want to give some credit to, to Patty for her her work on... Uh, she's she's done... Well... Patty does have range, though, because she directed Arrested Development. She directed an early... Early... She directed a season two episode of Arrested Development. So one of the good so, ones. Yeah. She directed season two, episode two. Uh, which is the episode that had the most viewers when it originally aired. And you know what that says about the quality of the episode. Wow. Because viewers know ahead of time. That is true, yeah. Uh, so I do think I do think she has an ability to capture our our multifaceted <laughs> our many layers um 
but I, I do think it's, I do think Greta will bring a more, you know, bringing, bringing her eye to it, I think would be, would be really helpful. I think she'd do a good job of telling our story. So I will give it to Greta. Yeah. And I think that her compos, her shot compositions are better anyway, and they would make us physically look better. Well, is it going to be us? Well, no, the people who were portraying us, uh, Tom Hardy and um, Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Uh, all right. Greta, moving on. Next up, two people who will do a very, very realistic adaptation of our, of our life story. David Cronenberg and Yorgos Lanthimos. Oh, man, if only these two could do a co- another like co-directing film together. Yeah, another one of their classic co- co-directing films. Uh, I think that... Everyone remembers Yorgos' early work on Shivers. <laughs> Shiver. What is it? I think, well, there's Shiver. I don't know about Shiver, but there's Dogtooth. I know that. Uh, oh, my God. I'm saying Cronenberg. Oh, oh my God. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I think Cronenberg would make a better practical Zorgog than Yorgos would. But I think that Yorgos would also I not think with show. Yorgos, you would never see Zorgog. That's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. You, wouldn't see, oh. you wouldn't see Zorgog. Oh, the Snickles boys. <laughs> the Snickles boys have one mind for once. <laughs> wow. Now, it's almost as if we actually know something about what we're doing. We actually know something about movies sometimes. Jake, what is the tiebreaker here? <laughs> uh, yeah. that's, a good, that's a good question. Uh, whoever would do it for cheaper. <laughs> okay. Um, whoever we think would do the lower budget movie. But what's what's factual? What's the fact? What's the fact basis of that? There is no factual basis, but we—I mean, you know—we would know. Um, I think you know. for me, Yorgos would make a better movie because I've never met Zorgog personally. I've never seen him, despite my efforts. And you have, so I'm assuming you might say Cronenberg, but I'm gonna say Yorgos because I think that. Cronenberg might hit a better he, he he might hit the the you know the longer longer term uh story notes the more commentative story notes with our film but I think that Yorgos would bring it to a level of uh metaphorical uh similarities to another world event which I would be happy to see because as everyone knows I love being compared to other things. That's my favorite thing. So uh yeah, I'm going to pick Darren, I'm going to pick Yorgos. <laughs> Darren, could I compare you to a rose and that you can compare both to things? Shall I compare thee to a rose? <laughs> <laughs> um I think that Cronenberg it's interesting cuz it's it's I think the question of what what this how, what story would be told better versus like what we might prefer our overall preferences i think we we like comedy we like body horror and so that's definitely like right up cronenberg's wheelhouse but i also think that like yorgos is just like how weird his movies are and the way that 
like it's not body horror. It's very realistic. Even even something like the killing of a sacred deer, where there's like weird, uh, like they're cursed or something. Like it's very strange. I mean, or the lobster <laughs> where they turn people into animals. Like the the violence in those movies is very realistic. So, I think that that would be that'd be a, a more interesting take. I think not to say that we we know what. Cronenberg like what we're getting with Cronenberg but we kind of do and I mean it's great I like his movies but I would really want to see what your ghost would do so I'm gonna pick your ghost he's also probably the director I like more because for for how much I like uh Cronenberg and what he does I think that maybe it's because of like where he started and like the budget he was doing it on I enjoy his movies a lot for what they are but I don't think they're great movies excluding like some of them but i'm saying like some of the lesser known ones that i've seen yeah i mean i see what you mean especially compared to someone like yorgos because he does really think through his movies quite a bit and that's why they're so idiosyncratic with the dialogue and the actions and the lights camera the sound bang bang boom that type of thing uh yeah so i guess yorgos wins this one all right Yorgos, moving on. Next up, we've got another David Lynch, friend of the show, versus the only team of brothers to be included on the list. That's right. The Cohen brothers. The Goen Coens. Uh, I'm still going to say David Lynch for this bad boy. Uh, we have a lot of shit that I don't understand on this podcast to this day. Uh, namely the fact that I have so many dads, also, uh, the cult that Jake is in, also, uh, the fact that Jake makes so much money and I see none of it. Um, there's a lot of things that we've gone over that I do not understand that I would like to put some sort of vague meaning over that I just simply don't think that the Coen brothers could, uh, handle um, you think that David Lynch is going to take all these disparate, weird elements and put a meaning to them rather than obscure them more, make them harder to understand and more complicated? In <laughs> well, I believe David Lynch has said himself that he doesn't understand why he does certain things that he does in some of his shows and movies. I mean, I think that's... I think that's obvious to anyone who isn't just, like, blindly in love with him. Because it's, like... I mean... This is a this might be a different topic of conversation. But, like, the reason he does it is because he wants to and he likes it. It's as simple as that. But, like, people... I feel like people would argue for hours that they're like, this is the exact reason for, like, this shot in this episode. Oh, yeah. And especially with Twin Peaks, it's like... Yeah, the reason is that they... Like it was in the script, and they had to get it. <laughs> they had to get it done sometimes. Like ever. Yeah, I I like, see what you mean. <laughs> I see what you mean. I don't. I don't think that every choice is like so so meticulously done all the time. Sometimes I think it's just like practical on set. Like, ah, that's how much space we had in the bedroom. So that's how far the far away the shot was. But also, as much as I love the Coen brothers and how funny they typically are, and you know how much humor they put into their movies and how much darkness they put into their movies. I think that David Lynch understands our senses of humor 
and potentially the senses of humor of the people who listen to the show a little bit more because our senses of humor are, uh, we're some sick pups. We're a little twisted. Uh, so I think David Lynch could handle that aspect of this narrative, this storyline, a little bit better than the Coen brothers. While I do think the Coen brothers would make a great commentary about capitalism and people trying to make it, you know, with nothing, uh, then that would be good. But I think David Lynch could add another layer of meaning to our... It probably wouldn't even be about us in the end with a David Lynch movie. It would probably be about something completely different. I think that the same could be true of a Coen Brothers movie where it's like it starts with us and then moves to something totally... I don't know, like... What I think is so interesting about the Coen brothers being included here, why I think it's such a genius choice, the person who handcrafted this bracket, is that like, they could do something more realistic, you know, like an Inside Lewin Davis, or they could do something totally wacky, like uh, um, the one with the bowling. Uh <laughs> Are you really for, are you really banking at bowling for soup, bowling for Columbine? Is that the one? Um Oh the Big Lebowski. Uh oh yeah. The big dude. The big dude. Like a, a real wacky one like that. I think it But also like David Lynch, I d I don't have any idea. Like I've I think I've seen all of his movies. Oh, maybe not all of them, but like even now, if I watch a if I watch like one of the ones I haven't seen, I don't know what to expect. And it's never what I do think it's going to be, you know, like it's just so wild. <sighs> I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to pick David Lynch as well, but I, I, I would like to see that Coen brothers movie. I don't know. I, I wish they could make 16 movies. Honestly, we'll give an honor. We'll give an honorable, Shout out to the Cohen brothers for this one. R.I.P. Fallen Heroes. Our final matchup of the first round. Jordan Peele and Barry Jenkins. Uh, again, di- similar directors in the way that they work with like social commentary and all that. Different directors in tone, I would say. Because uh, Moonlight, especially like comparing Moonlight and Get Out, Moonlight is a very sparse movie dialogue-wise. Get Out is a funnier movie. I think it's safe to say that Get Out is funnier than Moonlight. Uh, I don't know if everyone would agree with that, but I, in my opinion, I just think it is. I believe, uh, if if you didn't hear last episode probably go back to it and listen to it because why are you listening to this first uh we did forward jordan peele into the next round because we were interested in seeing what it would be like if you and i were the villains of our own movie which is absolutely what i think he would do because i mean he said himself that he doesn't want to cast white people as his leads yeah so either Either he's telling our story with uh, actors of color playing us, which you know that's that's one take on it. Yeah. Or we're the we're the villains, which you know I I would still be really interested in seeing that movie. 
I think that I would feel a lot of guilt about it, but it would be interesting to see. I think I'm more interested in seeing how we would be the villains. I mean, Barry Jenkins could make... Uh, I'm sure he could find something, but I think that the the Barry Jenkins' issue is that our story alone <laughs> isn't really that interesting. Uh, and I don't know how he would handle, like, a cult, and he wouldn't handle my OnlyFans very well. Um... Yeah, I think what makes his movies so good is that they're very they're very quiet movies that like where there's like stuff simmering right beneath the surface. Yeah. That like slowly bubbles up. I think that what we have our 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 story is more like mountains where there's a lot of a lot of really low points where nothing's happening. <laughs> and then some insane peaks. Yeah. Uh and I think that that's more in line with what Jordan Peele does. I mean, again, I, I guess this goes without saying. Like, we don't need to say this every time, but all of these directors are incredibly skilled. Uh, yeah. And to say that we aren't picking them is not to imply that we're better than them. Simply that we are. For, we're for, better. We're better than all these directors. <laughs> but, but yeah. Yeah, but we're not saying that out loud. <laughs> we're not explicitly saying yeah. that. <laughs> uh. And I mean, of course, of course, of course, all of these directors would kill to direct our film, but there can only be one. That's true. I so think I'm, I'm going to go with Jordan Peele. I'm going to pick Jordan Peele as well. I also would love to hear how he creepily remixes our intro song. Yeah, I, well, it wasn't him who personally who creepily remixed. Well, I got yeah, five I, on it, but I don't think that he's the one in the studio like, <laughs> All right, now I'm gonna slow it down. Like, it's his. He wasn't his playing. He wasn't vision. plucking those strings himself. Doot, doot. <laughs> uh, That's not him singing. It, as didn't far as I understand sing, it, no. Didn't he sing the original version so that later on, when he made Get Out, he could? He did. Yes. Remix it. He did. Yeah. That is a, that is a fact. Um. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, Jordan Peele is the better choice. Still love Barry Jenkins. At this point, it's like we love every one of these directors on here, but you know, we I know mean, I, we I know I, we have a vision and we know what movie we want, we want to make. Yeah, that's why we have that's why we have in our final round: Greta Gerwig, Yorgos Lanthimos, David Lynch, and Jordan Peele. <laughs> a very clear, <laughs> concise image. Uh. uh <laughs> So we are moving on to the Hemipene round. Uh, two two big matchups for us. Uh, I just mentioned who they all are. The first matchup: Greta Gerwig and Yorgos Lanthimos. Uh, you know, two two quite different directors. Greta all about realism and you know relationships and all of that quirkiness versus Yorgos Lanthimos. Yeah. Your, uh, you know, like quirky coming of age stuff. Not so much little women at times, uh, versus Yorgos Lanthimos whose films are just wild. <laughs> They're just crazy. Have you seen these things? <laughs> Have you guys seen these movies? <laughs> He's got a man. Cutting his nose so it bleeds. He's got a man blinding himself in a bathroom. 
So he can make you, so he can fall in love with a girl. He doesn't tell you how it ends. You gotta guess. What's up with that? <laughs> um, so while I would be more interested in seeing a Yorgos Lanthimos movie about this podcast, uh, I think Greta would do a better job. Uh, because I don't know, she would give, she would give it a lot of levity in the darkest moments of this podcast. Um, you know, like, uh, for instance, potentially next week's bracket, uh, that's going to be a dark moment for this podcast. Um, the snack bracket, the snack it, she would handle that pretty well. Uh, Yorgos, I feel like would just double down on it. That time... That time that you insisted on talking about how the government created various <laughs> diseases and uh, epidemics for two weeks. Oh, yeah. The conspiracy bracket. Yeah. Yeah. What are our ups again? <laughs> uh, hmm. That's a good question, Jake. <laughs> Maybe that's why your ghost is a better choice because he's like just really gonna lean into. Look, there's these these two have nothing going on. Let's not act like there's anything. So it's just darkness and despair <laughs> for both of these directors. Yorgos's darkest film. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm still gonna stick with Greta. I mean, we can go to a tiebreaker if you want. It sounds like you want Yorgos, but. Well, I'm I'm torn because I do think that like Greta's style of uh you know like somewhat lighthearted like levity in uh a coming of age story like that's all that's all probably a better fit to tell like our the story of Jake Smith and Darren Hone, human beings. JD. But, like, something about Yorgos just, I mean, I love his movies, and that's, if you didn't know that, you probably, this is your first episode. I um, will say this, as directors, just in general, I appreciate uh, Yorgos more than Gerwig, I th- than Greta Gerwig. I, I think I just enjoy his movies more. In general, I haven't seen Little Women yet, but I did really like Lady Bird. So, I mean, yeah, if we're going to talk just what I enjoy more, it's going to be Yorgos. But what do I think is going to make a better Snickles movie? It's going to be uh, it's going to be Greta. I think it's it's also tough because, you know, Greta has solo directed two movies. She co-directed Nights and Weekends, which I haven't really even heard of before. Um, so, like, I don't totally know what her, her voice is as a director. I don't know the range and all of that that she has. Whereas Yorgos, I think, like, you have a pretty good understanding of what it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, well, these are both very indie filmmakers who, I mean, Yorgos definitely has defined his his cinematic voice, and I don't think Greta's necessarily found hers yet entirely. I would agree with that. I think that she's going to work with 
with Noah Baumbach to co-write and direct a live-action Barbie movie starring Margot Robbie. What? <laughs> that's that's wild for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> um, Holy shit. I... I think for me personally, I'm going to go with your ghost, but I bearing in mind that I do think like telling our story, it's, it's about what the criteria is. If it's like the most accurate depiction of our story, then I think Greta Gerwig, if it's the most, like if it's the the director who will push things to their limits and like really tell the wild parts of what the show is. I think that that would be your ghost. I agree with that. So I'm going to pick your ghost. Um, I guess we have to figure out who would do it on a lower budget. And and uh, how are we going to do that, Jake? <laughs> Just take their uh, lowest budget movie, I guess? What if we... Well, it's tough because, you know, your ghost has... Well, maybe not because your ghost has hold on i'll look at how about their net worth (laughs) okay (laughs) because we are gonna make them pay for these movies out of pocket yeah are we are Uh, we doing net worth is that the agreement yep all right i've got your go i got greta greta is Uh, uh raking in hold on hold on hold on hold on okay okay are we doing same time, or did you want to... Well, yeah, we can try same time. It won't work, though. Four, three, three two, two, one. One. Four million. Twelve million. All right. But, well, I don't know. I don't know I don't know what their financials look like, but I'm, I am going to look up Noah Baumbach's net worth just to see. Okay, make sure you uh, reveal that sucker. Sixteen million. Oh, wow. So listen, I don't I'm not saying that they share all their money. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. But uh no, no no no. It's only fair to just use Greta's. So Alright. Greta's moving on. Uh your ghost, despite being the favorite, is out. <laughs> Oh man, Next I up. guess I haven't seen the favorite, so I don't, uh, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe he could make a better movie based on me seeing the favorite, but we'll never know now. Can I, can I ask you this? And I know, I know that the the choice has been made. If you and I were to write and direct a Snickles movie, what do you think it would end up more like? Would it be more like Lady Bird or more like? I would want it. Uh, I would want it to be more like. Killing of a Sacred Deer. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yet here we are with Greta (laughs) in the finals. That's if we wrote it, though. That's if we specifically wrote it. Yeah. Well, are we trying to pick the person who would best capture our voice and all of that? (laughs) What are we doing here? (laughs) Uh, I mean, to be honest... I don't know. It just wouldn't be like what would be what would be the end. That's the thing I wanted to point out. I don't out. know. Darren. That's the <laughs> thing I wanted to point out the most with a Yorgos movie is like we don't know how this story ends. 
It could end in a myriad of ways. We don't know. What would be the end for a Greta Gerwig movie? What closure is there? Oh, yeah. I mean... Well, my point is, Yorgos has to have like a ver an end that you brings said this it full last circle. Time. Yeah, I know. Jake, it sounds like you want me to make change my mind. No, I just know that if it was a Yorgos movie, I would like impale you with a tractor or something. Yeah, I know, like a forklift. I know, probably. <laughs> and the the camera would be on the the fork and it would go into your body <laughs> along with it <laughs> yeah most likely that's probably what would happen. i love how unflinching the violence is in his movies it's really interesting i guess that's why i wouldn't pick it because it's so violent <laughs> and that's not necessarily we have not really dealt with any violence but it would be cool to have a nice me killing zorgog moment have you seen dogtooth i have not oh there's a really there's a wild scene in that one <laughs> Uh, next, next matchup, uh, Dogtooth, this is a really good movie. That's what I've heard. Um, David Lynch versus Jordan Peele. Two, uh, ironically, kind of similar directors. I'd say of all the directors on here, these two, besides Barry Jenkins being more like Jordan Peele, like, I'd say David Lynch is the second most like Jordan Peele. Why is why is Barry Jenkins more like Jordan? Because they both deal with social commentary. All right. And why do they do that? Uh, because they want to send a message. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I fully agree with that, but that David Lynch is like Jordan Peele. That they're the most similar. Well, the second most similar, Jake. Well, I just think that we could. Look, I don't want to get into it. I don't. I want to break down the similarities of each each director. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I, I mean, again, it comes down to Jordan Peele would cast us as the villains, whereas David Lynch, I think, would cast us and then also like doppelgangers for us, which would, would like- almost be more entertaining. <laughs> And never explain it. <laughs> and also, like, the, the actors who played you and I would look very similar, so it'd be, like, four very similar-looking <laughs> actors. It'd be Tom Hardy plays both of us as one of the <laughs> pairs, and then, like, and then Timothy Chalamet plays both of us as the Tom other Hardy. <laughs> Tom Hardy plays the original you in the doppelganger me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I don't know. That might almost be... That might be... I don't know. I really like that idea. So far... <laughs> so far, I like and that idea. I think Kyle McLaughlin would obviously have to pay, play one of us. I mean... God, he could really play both. He could play both as well. Kyle McLaughlin as Zorgog? Oh, my God. Whoa. That's perfect. I have chills. I have chills. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's the most perfect casting for Zorgog. Um, <laughs> could you imagine? Uh, yeah. Oh my god! Just his like <laughs> calm demeanor. <laughs> Have you seen that video? It's a video where David Lynch is directing Kyle MacLachlan. Um, I have. To, hold on. Uh, hold on. 
Uh, it's a 37 second video. I'm going to send it to Darren. Just Google this because it's so, it's so wild. <laughs> Google David Lynch directing Kyle MacLachlan in Twin Peaks season three. I'll, I'll just text you the link. Darren. Okay. Do you want me to watch it on the cast? Yeah. Or wait till, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll see if I can find it on the internet faster than you can text it to me. Cause that might okay, be the case. Well, it's been sent. Because uh, it, it really, I think, shows David Lynch's directing style. Not, like, what comes on screen, but how he does it on set. It really gives you a, a crazy insight. And also, it's... I don't want to say too much before Darren sees it, but... David Lynch directing really Kyle MacLachlan. Video. Is it the 37-second video? Yeah. Okay, I'm watching it right now. All right, Darren's playing it. I'm going to try to be a little quiet so he can focus on that. But I am looking at his face. Okay, he's looking away. He just he just got a text, and I think he just realized that it was my, my link to it. Uh, he's watching. If you're watching the clip, you should be watching. You should sync it up with him as well. Um, he's saying drop. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> what I have just seen is what seems to be the Twin Peaks reunion. Uh, the return. The return, yes. The return of Twin Peaks. And there, I have not, which I have not seen. Uh, but I, I know that there is, it looks as if there is a scene where they are back in the dream sequence about the suit, the card suit. And Kyle MacLachlan is literally waving his entire body. Yeah, uh, there's someone laughing at him. He's laughing at him. Uh, it's it's interesting to see, because David Lynch's directing style is sit right in front of you with a megaphone <laughs> and just give you orders on what to do. And it's it's crazy for so many reasons. Number one, because like it's just David Lynch sitting there doing this. Number two, like seeing it in this context, it reminds me that like there are real humans making Twin Peaks, <laughs> and like it's just so bizarre to think that. You know, David Lynch is someone who you could run into on the street. Um, <laughs> it's very similar to the Louis episode with David Lynch, where he is literally sitting in front of Louis with a megaphone yelling orders at him. I didn't know how real that was. Yeah, and it's funny because, like, seeing it in this context, you're like, I don't really, like, this, like, yeah, he's wiggling his body good, but is this good acting? And then David Lynch just goes incredible <laughs> <laughs> and the lady behind him just looks so entertaining yeah and if you watch like everyone on set is just nodding like yep we got it this is gold this we is a it. cinematic masterpiece <laughs> this is exactly how it was in the script and i feel like i feel like in a david lynch directed movie about snickles we would definitely be able to have a cameo as like some sort of dream dream extras or something like that I don't know. I'm honestly, the more we talk about it, I, the more I want to go with David Jake Lynch. Jake and Darren, make a podcast. <laughs> All right, cast. <laughs> That'd be like me yelling We're just, yelling we're at just us. yeah, we're just talking. And then in the background, you just hear David Lynch go, All right, keep talking. Cast. <laughs> cast. You're talking. You're talking. <laughs> All right, who wins that round of that bracket? <laughs> uh, it's David Lynch for me, just because we just hyped it up. I mean, also, like, I kind of am interested in seeing the doppelganger versions of us. I mean, I, I am entertained by the thought of us being villains, but I can't let myself be a villain. 
you know, I got kids. Yeah. Yeah, I'm torn because I think on the one hand, on the one hand, Jordan Peele would do a great job. On the other hand, I just, I don't know. I, David, I'm going to pick David Lynch. And this might seem like favoritism because he's my roommate, but it's not. Yeah. I just think this might seem, <clears throat> this might seem like favoritism because I like him a lot as a director, but <laughs> I'm picking David Lynch because I just enjoy him the most as a director. Whoa, whoa! Not actually true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have the very even, very similar matchup. The final matchup: Greta Gerwig. And David Lynch. <laughs> you are actually right. I Now that I think about it, I do probably like Jordan Peele's movies more than David Lynch's movies. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. <laughs> uh, Get Out's like a top ten movie for it's you. It's like the number two or number one movie most of the time. So I don't even know what David Lynch movies, you, movies you've seen. Have you even seen Eraserhead? Uh, I can't remember. I have seen Twin Peaks. I did enjoy Twin Peaks quite a bit. There's a lot of humor in Twin Peaks, and that's exactly why I think that he would do such a good job with our movie, because he would speak to the audience that we're trying to get to wrap our hands around, just get them in a chokehold and just strangle all the humor gas out of them, you know? Yeah, so we are, here we are. It's, I mean, it's, it's everything we've said time and time again. Greta Gerwig would make a much more realistic, uh, accurate representation of who we are as people. David Lynch would make a much more out there, wild movie that might not... I can guarantee it wouldn't be called Snickles. It would probably barely even mention the podcast. It would <laughs> bring in like, so many different outside things and just... like I, I love David Lynch as a director, and I hate him, which I think is how all people who like David Lynch feel. Yeah. Um, I love him as a director. I don't know what his movies are about or what, like it's hard to even nail down what his style is in some ways. Cause it's just so like, what's man, this is, this is tough to talk about because this I mean, you could make, you could do like a, a college course breaking down David Lynch as a director. You could. And this is this is my thoughts that I started formulating when I started this sentence a minute ago. <laughs> um, I think like what this goes back to what we were saying earlier. I think what makes him great as a director, and what also I think sometimes hinders his his creativity or not his creativity, like hinders his creations. Uh, like especially Twin Peaks season two is that like I don't think he always knows why he's doing it I think it's a lot of it is feel based and so like I think that works great for a show like Twin Peaks where it's it's so interesting because it's a, a murder mystery where like some of the stuff just doesn't have explanations and like there is just a weird fucking room that has red curtains and a, a weird man, and they talk backwards, and like none of it makes sense on paper, but it works. 
And so, like, that's his strength is that it's just, like, is how he – what he thinks it should be. But also, like, his weakness, I think, is sometimes it, – it is just what he thinks it should be. And it's not always, like, the, the, the smartest choice or whatever. So – that's that's where I that's where I land on David. Greta, I think I mean I think we've said a lot of what we think about her is that she would just make a good I don't want to say down the middle, but like a good, you know, coming of age. These two guys are on an improv team and then it breaks up and then they they refind each other after years apart. They form a podcast. Uh and one of them subscribes to the other's OnlyFans. And one of them is in a cult. You're in a cult? <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know if I could word it any better than you just did. Uh, because, yeah, David Lynch, I feel like, would convolute it. It would be fun to see. It would be fun to see a David Lynch movie. But then you have to realize why it would be so fun to see. It would be so fun to see because there's these wacky choices that make no fucking sense. It would be akin to The Room. It would actually not be a great movie. It would be a bad movie. That's possibly so bad. It's good. But why would you want that when you could have Greta Gerwig Academy award nominee? I believe Academy award winner, right? No. Oh, she hasn't won. Is she David Lynch won an Academy award. So that's interesting. Uh, anyway, interesting to mention Greta Gerwig. I feel like would touch on this topic a lot better, uh, of, you know, our lives, she would create this existential crisis that is softly spoken. And I think that she would do a better job with our movie. So I'm going to pick Greta for this one. To be the winner. In some ways, I don't, think, I don't think it matters who I pick. Because if David Lynch has less money than Greta Gerwig does, he needs a new financial planner. Um... <laughs> So, in some ways, I feel like it's already been decided. It's out of my hands. But I do think... I think I'm going to pick David Lynch just because I I feel like, again, this goes back to... I think we know what we would get with the Greta Gerwig movie. A, a really fun, lighthearted movie about us. With David Lynch... I don't know. I guess, like... I, I don't know how to say this in a way that like doesn't sound like a, a total slam of Greta Gerwig. Like, I feel like... If we pick her to direct our movie that's coming out soon, uh, like you, you have a good idea of what it's going to be, uh, and it's like sort of, I don't know, I don't know the right term to use, but like, it, you know what you're gonna get. Whereas with David Lynch, I feel like it's it's like playing the lottery. Yeah, a good amount of the time, a good amount of the time, it you're just gonna throw the ticket in the trash. But sometimes it's like, holy shit, like this is. This is like a man standing in a room waving his body, but it's art somehow. <laughs> like it, it fucking works. That is true. Uh, so it's it's risk. It's high risk versus low risk, which I think makes it sound like Greta Gerwig's movies are safe, which isn't actually what I really think because I think that Lady Bird for a coming of age story like is unique. So absolutely. I don't know. Like again, I this is not a slam of Greta Gerwig. It's more a slam of David Lynch, <laughs> <laughs> who I love as a director and also hate. Um, Mostly because he's your roommate. 
That's true. Yeah. He always he always leaves the fridge open. Don't you guys hate that about David Lynch? Am I right, guys? Am I right? Don't you guys hate when you're trying to watch Twin Peaks and David Lynch himself leaves the fridge open? Isn't that so? Isn't that just bullshit? Look at this motherfucker. Isn't that such a relatable universal experience? <laughs> uh, I'm going to pick David Lynch because, again, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, like, if the if this guy is worth less than four million, I think we should just email him a pitch because fuck it, maybe he. <laughs> but hang on, Jake. This one's a little bit different because you said who would do it for less. I was only picking Greta. Ger- I was only picking Network for Greta Gerwig versus Yorgos Lanthimos because they're roughly they're right around the same age. You know, the same generation. David Lynch has been making a lot more movies than Greta Gerwig. So I almost feel that it's unfair to judge these two by their net worth. This is also, this is something interesting that I should have brought up earlier if I wanted to fight my case more. The Favorite, which seems like a big budget movie, right? It's got, you know, big name actors and everything. Yeah. $15 million budget. Little Women had a $40 million budget. Wow. Almost triple. Almost triple the cost. Both period pieces, too. Yeah. So, I don't know if Yorgos is just getting more bang for his buck or what, but uh, even Ladybird had a $10 million budget. So, I feel like, honestly, I do think Yorgos would have done it for less. But Should we just add up? That's beside the point. Add up all the, net, all the, all the budgets of all of their movies and get an average. Yeah, I guess. That would, but that's gonna that be. Take, I mean, that'd take a bit, but we can do it. I mean, we're gonna, we can work it out. For Greta, it's twenty five million because those are her two movies. For David Lynch, it's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> like I'll do it for David Lynch, but you're gonna have to talk for a little bit. All right. I mean, listen. I'll, I'm gonna pull up David. You start right now. I'm gonna pull up David Lynch's films, and I'm gonna talk about his films here. So David Lynch. Okay. Uh, I mean, obviously, he's a guy who will do quite a he'll, he'll do quite a bit of different things. I mean, he's been he literally has his own website where he does a weather report every fucking day. <laughs> okay, so, um, I mean, he's made he's been making movies since what 1980, 1967, His short films are we are we counting his short films, Jake? I'm not counting his short films. Okay, so just his uh, his big his big movies. He hasn't made this that isn't many. Even, this isn't going to be adjusted for inflation. This is a problem. But whatever. He hasn't actually. He's uh, made quite. I don't mean shit. He has made quite a few. Uh, have you ever heard the story of how uh, George Lucas wanted him to direct one of the Star Wars movies? I think I did hear that, but I don't know why he he dropped out. Well, he never dropped out. Like, George Lucas was like, hey, come to the Skywalker Ranch. I want to show you something. <laughs> so he, like, goes and George Lucas shows him, you know, like, all these. He's. <laughs> it's funny listening to David Lynch talk about it. He's like, he shows me all these animals. And I'm just like, oh, okay. And he shows me these. He shows me these ships. And I'm like, that's great, George. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, George, this is your movie. Why don't you direct it? <laughs> <laughs> So like it, he he clearly never had any interest, but you know he went and checked it out. Um, I mean that's 
Good for him. Um, I'm trying to... But I, I can't imagine a Star Wars movie directed by David Lynch. <laughs> um, I'm trying to f- figure out... Are we just doing the movies he's directed here? 93 uh, directing them... credits here. But not all of these okay, are... I'm... Not all of these are... I'm going off of his... I'm going off of his feature films yeah. on Wikipedia. So he did one, two, three, four, five. Uh, I'm counting right. I have ten. Six. I've, ca- I've counted seven, ten. Seven, eight, nine, ten. All right. Oops. So here's the thing. Two of these movies I can't find the budget for. Uh... But that being said, I think that they would have to be their budgets would have to be around 200 million each to make it a competition. So okay. I think that <laughs> okay. I think that we found our winner by that metric. Uh is it David Lynch? Here's here's what I'll say. He had one movie which had a $40 million budget, which I believe was Dune. Yeah. That was his big budget movie. Yeah. All of his other movies have been done on a le- on a lower budget than Ladybird was done on. Yes. And so again, that doesn't account for inflation, but I mean, he's just a, he's a, he's a low budget guy. Uh So Sounds like David sort, Lynch might be our winner. Somewhat anticlimactic. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm fine uh, with it. Either one of these I'm completely happy with directing our I film. would love to see them both make a movie. <laughs> yeah. Based on us. And then like not tell people and then just screen it for audiences and be like, did you know that these are the same story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh all right. I mean, it sounds like David Lynch is our winner then. 16 great directors entered this. I just want to say, uh, I love them all. I love movies that I love. I love at least one movie that all of them have directed. And that's why I included them. Uh, and I'm happy with David Lynch. It's going to seem like favoritism because he's my roommate, but you know, he just wanted it. more. I'm honestly very happy that David Lynch won. Uh, I would have been very happy <laughs> that Greta Gerwig won as well. But yeah, I mean, I think David Lynch, a David Lynch Snickles movie would be fantastic. I would enjoy the hell out of it, or I may find it completely convoluted and make no sense. I don't know, <laughs> but I'd enjoy it either way. Um, it would certain like it would certainly be a wild ride. It definitely would, because what the hell does David Lynch have any business making a movie about us? You know, uh, but I, I, I'm I'm all for it. I'm happy we we made that choice, David Lynch. Get over here, sign this contract. We got a we got a big, big budget feature film for you, and um, small budget, small budget, small budget feature film for you, and uh, yeah, we're we're ready to go. Let's uh, we'll help you screen it. We'll help you screenwrite it, and um, we're happy to see. We're excited to see what you come up with, buddy. He's gone right now. He, uh, is, is he's not around right now? He's he, he's eating a rat. Oh, he's within, but he's within earshot, so you can call him in. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I'll get him for the end. I'll just have him share his thoughts at the end. Okay. I think we should. I think we should just wrap it up, and then and then he'll come. Yeah. And talk. What are your final thoughts, Jake? 
Uh, I just want to say, please, for the love of God, don't dunk. Because if you come down wrong and you twist your ankle, geez, like that is a that's a that's a long road to recovery. One of the longest roads to recovery that doesn't include physical therapy or a doctor visit or a hospital visit. Because honestly, it's what's so scary about what's so scary about a twisted ankle. And this might seem like actually an upside is that there is no treatment for a twisted ankle. No, there is. It, there's, you can, you can deal with the symptoms, but you can't cure. There's no cure for, there's just, you can just make yourself it's more an, comfortable. It's because it's an injury. There's no cure for an injury. <laughs> That's what makes it so horrifying, Darren. (laughs) It's a the only cure is prevention. The only cure for a twisted ankle is prevention. Okay, I'm happy with that. That's why. That's what's so scary about it. A broken arm, you can get a cast. But that's not a cure. That's also just treatment. A cast is just treatment for for a broken arm. But you can't even get a cast for your ankle. What are you going to do? Not move your foot? I'll tell you a cast you can get for your ankle. It's this podcast. Uh, listen to it. If, if you have a twisted ankle, uh, go, go finish your final thoughts. I'm going to say what I got to say. Much like your ankle, we're a twisted cast. Um, what's so, what's so, I mean, a heart attack. You can get a bypass, a double bypass, a quadruple bypass. A twisted ankle? It's not a cure. You're going to walk in... You're gonna walk into a doctor's office and they're gonna laugh you out of the out. They're gonna they're gonna take your insurance card, charge you a hundred bucks. And then they're for the gonna visit. rip your insurance card up. They're gonna that's a hundred dollar copay for the visit to a doctor for them to say, Yeah, you just need time. Uh don't step on it too much, I guess. That's what they're gonna tell you. A a doctor. Someone who went to Someone who went to college for seven years is going to say, don't walk on it too much. Is that really the best we have as society? So please, for the love of God, <laughs> don't, dunk. don't dunk a basketball. Um, if, uh, if you did... Please, Darren, I'm not done here. Oh, I, okay. I thought you were... I just don't... I thought you were done. Why don't you I'm finish worried up? that my pleas... I'm worried that my pleas are falling on deaf, deaf ears with you, but... If you're out there and you're listening and you're considering dunking, just shoot a layup, bud. A layup is a safe shot that it's almost as accurate as a dunk. Uh, That's all I'm going to say. Jake, There's- all this has come from you telling me that you and Ryan will slam dunk on me when you get on the podcast. So, uh, well, guess what, Darren? I feel like there's it- some hypocrisy coming from you right now. Dar- Ryan and You're, I you are going to slam on you. We're going to slam on you so hard that a high risk maneuver is required. <laughs> because we that's that's how hard that's that's how serious we are about show telling you what a piece of shit you are. That's the lengths we're willing to go. I mean, I understand, uh, but you can't just sit there preaching "don't dunk" and then tell me you are going to dunk on me. Well. I said that there are times when a dunk is a necessary evil. You didn't say that. Yes, I did. I said sometimes it's your only option. Oh, okay. But right. but don't do it unnecessarily. Like Don't do it I'm around saying, Jake. And for the love of God, I mean, this Darren, I can't even tell you how many letters I've written to the NBA praying that they'll 
they'll cancel the slam dunk contest. Like what a what what we don't have people on on TV just go, like trying to go at war with each other. You you never see two people just fighting each other for people's entertainment. You do. That's not on TV. Yeah, it is on TV. It's called UFC Ooh. and boxing. What? That's on boxing? Yeah, and, and UFC. Boxing and UFCs, it's called that? Yeah, that's what that's fighting people. That's what it's called? That's people fighting for our entertainment, Jake. What? Yeah. This is on TV. This is on TV. Here in America? You're not talking about Soviet Russia? No, this is on this is I'm I think there's Soviet Russia broadcasts as well but yes there is american broadcasts of people fighting for our entertainment you're not talking about you're not talking about communist russia you're talking about you're talking about democratic the united states of america the greatest country on earth we we have that on our tv stations on our airwaves as far as i know yes we do just for men women and children to watch for their own guilty viewing pleasure of people bloodying themselves for no for no purpose other than a strap of leather and some gold how did you know what they win if you've never seen it you mentioned it i didn't mention what they win ever <laughs> they're willing to put their bodies and their men- their mental health with all these all these horror stories about cte they're willing to endure blow after blow for nothing other than pride a strap of leather with some gold strap. I never, to it? I never and said money? that. I never said that they want a strap of gold. A big, a big flashy belt that says I, "I'm the see, champion." I didn't say belt either. So you're getting specific now. One big, long, thick piece of leather with metallic snaps and a big center metal plate and maybe some some plates on the sides it's, that mention the championship and what weight class they're in then that's about, what they're fighting you know for about weight classes too it seems like you've seen this before jake that's what that's what they're that's i mean that for me that's not worth it but for them they've decided that getting punched in the face is worth the shot at getting a little piece a, a piece of leather with some gold on it probably also by the way not pure gold it's probably not twenty-four karat gold on that belt. Um, if I had to guess, I, I, I don't. I doubt it, but I think in some cases it is, or it was. And you're telling me that sometimes they refer to it as the strap. Yeah. Uh, no, you're, I never said you, that. You're telling me I, that. I never. I was never told you on that. on our on our TVs. I, I could just go. I could go find a channel, and if I watched it for long enough, that would come on. Yeah, and and, that's what, and that's, from what it sounds like, you'd probably be pretty entertained. That's what you're telling me is that people get some sort of sick sadistic pleasure out of watching people beat the piss out of another human being. Yeah. But, yeah. But, pra- this is practically <clears throat> sanctioned bum fighting. Jake, I, what's well, the difference? Okay, so now you know about bum fighting too. So I think you know all about this this world here. But honestly, and this is what's this is what does bring me some relief is because if you're fighting, you can break a rib, you could break your nose. I'm just grateful. I'm grateful every day that there's a cure for those. Because if, if one of these there's fighters, if there was some way that one of these fighters could twist an ankle, it's not a cure. God, then God help us all. If if I could just turn my TV on and watch someone twisting an ankle at any given time, I would be I'd be horrified. 
I'd be sick to my stomach knowing that there's that possibility. It's called the X Games. <laughs> what is this now? <laughs> okay, this is this is going too far. Uh, I, I, You're telling I me there's some sort of this sort of some sort of extreme games I where just, people do extreme individual sports <laughs> yes. such as skateboarding and snowboarding. Okay, so now you know about those sports too. In there, there's seen BMX bikes. You've seen all of these, Jake. They have BMX bikes that they just ride they around. Rodney Mullen. Okay, so Sean you White. You're telling know, me these names. You specifically know of champions now. You're telling me about Lindsey Vaughn. You specifically know about Olympic medalists and champions I, of the I'm, X Games. I'm now. grateful. I'm grateful every day that Lindsey Vaughn broke her leg instead of twisting her ankle because that's curable. That's there's a cure for broken not, leg. That's, there's no cure. You're happy that she, did you say she, you're happy she broke her leg and twisted her ankle? She's a pro. I'm saying instead of twisting her ankle, I'm saying you're happy. I'm she saying broke if it had leg. to be one, if it had to be you're one, happy that Lindsay Vaughn broke her leg is what you're saying. That's Rather what you just said on record is that I'm happy that Lindsay Vaughn broke her leg because there's a cure for it. Uh, <laughs> I I love it when I see someone get broken up with and their heart is broken because I know that there's a cure for that. <laughs> a broken heart, that's one of the e- most easily cured medical conditions. Um, Just go out and get some. That is that is the cure for a broken heart. You are, tr- you are right about that. And the cure for a broken leg as well. Just go out and get some. <laughs> uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and give my final thoughts here. Uh, there, There's a... There's no cure for those things, but there is a remedy. It's called rice, rest, ice, compression, and elevation. If if you are listening, if you do have a twisted ankle or a broken leg, there's one cast that you need, but there's another cast that will help, and it's this podcast, and you should listen to it. Rice is the cure for a twisted ankle, which is why you never hear about them in Asian countries, in Asian cultures. They eat more rice than we do. That's not racist. Hey, that's not racist. They I'm eat just, more rice over I'm there. gonna see my way out of this per conversation. <laughs> um, you should follow our socials, uh, Snickles Cat at Snickles Cast on Twitter and Instagram, also on YouTube, uh, Snickles. Um, yeah, uh, and please give our podcast a rating. Uh, that would help a lot. Do do look at our Instagram because I have genuinely been spending like a, a sizable amount of each of my days working on stuff for that. Jake's been so. hard at work posting each of these directors possible posters for the snickles movie and i like i i do say that somewhat embarrassedly because like if you look at it i don't think i don't think the amount of work i do translates but (laughs) yeah (laughs) this is all true uh thank thank you for listening um i'm gonna get our friend and director of our feature film baby work snickles is going to hollywood (laughs) in here uh to to see us all see us all out uh all right all right mr lynch all right now in the podcast in what universe bye bye all right now don't say bye anymore <laughs>